2: uh you know the dec- the decimation of a world heritage site uh some kind of bizarre floating stand yeah, it sounds pretty good
1: Welcome to Pint of Football, It is the world's drunkest football podcast, where, much like a ground-hopping music fan at a My Chemical Romance concert, there simply is no pleasing us. Shouting at people online for counting the gig as a new ground tick, it's Tom Meadowcroft.
2: They didn't have another program.
1: And having my packed lunchbox knocked out of my hands whilst I attempt to stop the mosh pit, it's me, Daz Napton.
2: Oh my god, do you know that Zlatan Ibrahimovic released a single? No, he didn't. Yeah, dude.
1: No, he didn't.
2: You, I'm going to fucking send it to you right now.
1: Was it a Eurovision
2: The Gamla de Freer, uh, in English, Thou Ancient Thou Free, is a de facto national anthem of Sweden.
1: What? Oh, he just uh, sang with the national anthem.
2: And apparently released it as a single. Zlatan featuring Day. Whoa! Uh, got to number thirteen in the Swedish charts. It's kind of like a weird sort of hip hop version.
1: Oh right, I'm gonna give it a quick listen. But yeah, we'll definitely use this as the outro. Whoa! <laughs> oh, that's it. I thought that was an advert. Have you seen it? It's just him with a car.
2: Oh, this is weird. I think it's um like a it's actually a Volvo advert.
1: Ah, what the hell? So he did. The national anthem as a car advert, and it got to number 13 in the charts.
2: That's yeah, that's just how famous he is in Sweden, apparently. Right, I don't think I, it does sound like a Eurovision entry.
1: Picture the scenes. We've got Harry Kane singing, "God <laughs> Save the Queen. God, doing
2: a... God 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 save our gracious queen God a... save, God save our noble queen.
1: And you've got a quite dubstep track in the in the background, and then all of a sudden you just see it come yeah. up with it some just doesn't it's, it's not
2: quite the same, is it? I mean, <laughs> I love I, I love Harry Kane, but he doesn't have the natural sort of coolness that Zlatan Ibrahimovic has.
1: No, definitely not.
2: Did you go to watch my chemical remounts?
1: Sadly I did not, and it's mainly because I couldn't get a half-and-half half scarf of MK Don's <laughs> Stadium and My chemi- Chemical Romance.
2: <laughs> My Chemical Romance slash MK Don's.
1: I also heard a lot I'd of rumours... I'd have rumors. one of them. I also heard a lot of rumours that you weren't able to bring your own flags to the gig, so... Wow. Again, it's, it's just, just dis- it's me. just
2: It's just disruptive, isn't it?
1: It's just not for me. You, you, you're, you're, you know, a good-natured, honest, hard-working groundhopper trying to tick off the grounds around the nation, mm-hmm. and you get these American rock bands turning up and ruining it for us all.
2: There's, there's no corners to count uh my Kimmel Crow Mounts gig either, so it's just it's just no use to anyone.
1: Just a pointless thing to do, isn't it? Why do they? They've already got stadiums. They've got nightclubs. They've got bars. They've got all these other places that can go and play. Wembley, you know, but no, they even take our beloved MK Dons ground.
2: Our beloved uh stadium MK. See, like until the until uh, Wimbledon moved there and got rebranded and all this. I never actually had to think about MKDOT. I never had to think about Milne Keynes. I don't really know where it is. Um, Because it's it's a hell of a big stadium to have in like a just kind of random town. Is it near anywhere?
1: I think it's kind of near Northampton, but...
2: Another massive population centre.
1: Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I've never obviously I've never been because why would you unless unless you at some point eventually I wonder if they've got another team like a non-league team.
2: Uh, Newport Pagnell, they've got.
1: Is that MK Dons?
2: Well, it's Milton Keynes.
1: Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I see. I didn't even <laughs> I <laughs> even remember what the actual <laughs> place is called.
2: The, the town isn't called MK Dons.
1: It's a shame, really. <laughs> We're going to carry on the Bax versus Daz versus Tom ultimate challenge, which is to create the perfect non-league football club. And Baxter set us off with this a couple of weeks ago. I think you've uh, just yesterday tuned into that one, Tom, because you're on your holidays.
2: Um, what did I listened you... to about half of
1: it. Oh, okay. Well, from what you heard, sorry, could you see Lizard FC being a powerhouse of non-league football um
2: yeah there's there's a lot of it i like i don't want to like give away what i'm going to do but um let listen to it did make me think about what i'm going to do for mine and i have the thing is i have so many contradicting um thoughts about what would make a really good non-league ground um i really like i really like backers idea of having it somewhere like kind of Odd and remote and rural, like Lizard. Like, um, as you know, one of my favourite non-league grounds is uh, Swanage Town and Hurston. Mm,
1: yeah,
2: which is like, um, like I, th- I think Back said, um, a lot of the grounds we go to are just kind of sheds with railings, and they do get kind of boring. But like, what what? One of my favourite things is like an old ground that was clearly built like in the fifties to the seventies, that's just been kind of left to rack and ruin. So, if you had something like that in a remote kind of rural place, that to me is perfection. And I think yeah. Lizard does tick a lot of boxes there. And then he, <laughs> start, he started saying that he was going to be sponsored by an Australian, yeah. um, what was it now?
1: <laughs> Brewery.
2: Yeah, I think I think I think his argument did kind of fall down a bit there. I mean, what is this if not a fantasy? exercise in imagination and wonderment
1: well yeah and i'm glad you've said that because it it's gonna definitely help quantify some of the decisions i've made which are Mm -hmm. fantasy is putting it nicely if you were a bit more cynical you'd just say unrealistic and impossible and illegal but
2: (laughs) i'm expecting this to be quite silly having known you for over a decade.
1: It's a mixture of very well thought out. And if you had billions of pounds doable.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, location, location, location is everything. And that was kind of the downfall of uh, Baxters One because as I believe you said, I just firmly don't believe that there will ever be a professional football team in Cornwall. Yeah, and uh, not not to dig that up again, but uh, it does segue into our first question: uh, Where would your fantasy non-league club be located?
1: So originally, I did start to think a bit like Baxter, and I was thinking remote, weird location that could potentially have tourism attraction, but also doesn't already have nearby team. You know, I wouldn't want to do it in the Midlands in a random shropshire village because they're right near all the big boys and all the rest mm. of it i was gonna think of going towards back home back in east yorkshire which is a very uh sparse area of football L- living and growing up in bridlington we only had brid town and scarborough and then i think every other non-league team from step six up is at least an hour away and i, I honestly don't think there's anywhere else in the country, probably parts of Cornwall, that has that much of a gap between the games.
2: That seems that seems quite a long way.
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, going back to my ideas, so the ones that I rejected but are worth an honourable mention, mm-hmm. I was looking at Wet Wang.
2: Sorry, where is that?
1: <laughs> Wet Wang is a small village that I always go past when I drive home to Yorkshire and Apart from having a really funny name, it's also is the home of probably the best fish and chip shop I've ever been to. So I thought on the premise of that, you could at least have a good clubhouse serving chippy, but it's just too rural. Too I mean,
2: I, I, I want to make a joke, but there's really nothing you can add to that.
1: No, it is its own joke. The, one of the next villages along, which I genuinely... Don't think exists apart from it being a sign,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I've tried to find it and I followed the sign and it just leads to nowhere. And that was a place called Land of Nod.
2: I'm sure you've told me about this before.
1: Mm.
2: What would you call the team there, like uh, Land of Nod Argyle?
1: <laughs> hmm. I guess it would just be FC Land of Nod because it's yeah, already—it's that, kind of like pretty good like FC Santa Claus I think you'd try and build up some sort of friendship with them do like an annual friendly or something
2: <laughs> there's a lot of places in um, South Gloss that I'm not really sure actually exist you see like a moth-eaten sign and hmm. it just kind of points to some bushes
1: <laughs> yeah. My, yeah someone at work uh, one of our tech crew he actually has a map of funny named places obviously a lot He's of them is just like,
2: Sodbury in there
1: I can't remember. A lot of them are just like knob end and that sort of thing. <laughs> As you say, whether they actually exist, someone maybe made a comical road sign one time and no one's bothered to take it down.
2: I might try that. Mm. See how long it takes to get taken down.
1: You could probably do it around your area. No one oh, yeah. noticed it for a while. And then the final one that I rejected was, of course, my home village of Flamborough. Because... They have a decent football team, albeit only at regional level. And
2: The strange and mythical land of Flamborough where mist eats people.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you've definitely at some point got to come up because if nothing else, it's worth it for the fact that there's more pubs than people in Flamborough.
2: Got a real soft spot for Flamborough FC. Hmm. Those <laughs> guys look like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are. So anyway, I rejected those places that were close to my heart and also humorously named in the terms of Wet Wang. And instead, I've tried to be really logistical. And what I did is I went and looked on the list of all the cities that are in England and thought, which of these cities don't have a, a decent team? And the ones that came to mind... First of all, we Wakefield. And obviously, we already know from our um, Lost Clubs series, we know that Osset are slowly but surely trying to increase that mm-hmm. City's um, non-league status. So I thought I'd leave That's that one of those...
2: That's one of those weird dead spots where, like, rugby league is the main sport, isn't it?
1: Yeah, rugby league is the king. Yeah, over there. But, but yeah, and also I wouldn't really want to take on the Osset lads because, as fun as they were to interview when we did our Lost Club series, you probably wouldn't want to start a rival club against them. No. Another one, which is a bit closer to me where I am, was Lichfield, which, of course, is a city, a very small city, but a city. And they already have Lichfield City who are step five, which is the proposal for this new non-league club so again, thought I'd leave that one alone and instead, it took me to the city of Durham
2: Yeah um, I remember looking up this, because I'm a sad nerd and I remember looking up the football scene in Durham one time and I think Weirdly, they've got quite a successful women's team, but not much of a men's team. I don't know whether they went under or you can fill me in.
1: That's correct. And they, have a, they still do have a really good women's team. I think they're in the third tier. Mm-hmm. And they do actually have the team Durham City. And believe it or not, back in the way, way when, Durham City were a football league club for a few years. Yeah. So they, they're a real old team that have been around, but like the frauds they are, they don't actually play in Durham.
2: Mm. Is that
1: because
2: so of, uh, of ground hijinks? Or?
1: Well, I think it's probably down to the fact that about 90% of the city and surrounding land is World Heritage Site.
2: Well, yeah, there is that.
1: So they probably just don't want load of yeah, a lot of football people turning up and digging up their medieval graves.
2: I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the players from the England, you know, World Cup winning side were from that kind of neck of the woods.
1: Mm, yeah, they might have been. I think yeah, there was definitely a lot of North like, n- n- Northumberland
2: point. and whatnot. It does seem to be a dead spot. I'm looking. I'm looking up uh, footballers from Durham. The first result being uh, Steph Horton. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, then Michael Gray from Sunderland.
1: Yeah, I think he used to be a left back for them.
2: so yeah, yeah, it's it, a weird one. You You always think of the North as being like, yeah, you know, a football footballing hotspot. That's kind of what we learned from, from our podcasts about you know interesting games in the past by Wardy. And yeah. yet, it's a strange one, because Durham, Durham's a big enough town, isn't it?
1: And also, as a massive and really popular uni, which presumably, like, um, you know, Cardiff Met, who are in the Welsh Prem, in theory, mm. could, they could indeed, I'm sure, have their own facility on site to even have a uni team. But no, so I've gone for Durham, and I'm going to plonk it on Palace Green, which is a lovely, large bit of grass. Which sits right between Durham Cathedral and Durham Castle. I
2: mean, sorry, I was just googling something here. This is a bit sickening, isn't it? Um, so Nailsworth has a, uh, where Forest Green Rovers are from has a population of five thousand seven hundred ninety four. Yeah. Durham has a population of forty eight uh, thousand and sixty nine. Yeah. And no men's team.
1: Exactly. So I'm going to change that by plonking. No, that, that,
2: that's a very, that's a very, that's a very good choice. To be fair, does right in the city centre.
1: And I've even thought of it. There's a real good train link. Get off at Durham, and where I'm, pl- where I'm plonking it, right outside the cathedral. There's about ten pubs on the walk. So it for me, it ticks all the boxes. Get the train up, ten pubs, plow them all, get to the game. Power mall all on the way back and then home. Plow them all. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Sport in, sport in general in Durham seems to be a bit fucked.
1: Yeah.
2: like There used to be a, a ice hockey team, but they went bust.
1: Oh, yeah, I did see it.
2: Um Maybe Cricket yeah. team is nothing to shout about. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so Durham City, they're the ones that were in the league for a bit.
1: Yeah.
2: Nice badge. I'll give them that.
1: That is true, but they're not. I, in I do,
2: I do, I do find that weird because you know Northumberland doesn't have that many big cities, and mm. you'd think that all the best players from that area would migrate to there to play football, but guess not. Definitely not. So, the next question is: What league would you start in?
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah, five quite- only. It's kind of a redundant question, but it would be the Northern Football League Division 1.
2: Oh, I'm being stupid because Hartlepool and Darlington are in that area. Uh, Durham looks lovely there. I'm just looking at all the pictures on Wikipedia.
1: It's an absolutely stunning place to have a football team with loads of good pubs. And it runs along the river. It is a place that is waiting to be harvested of its football goodness. It really is.
2: Right, so I think we're all excited for this question. What will you be naming your new super club?
1: (laughs) It's probably the most boring answer I could think of. I'm purely going for a rivalry starting name based on the fact that Durham City is up the road and out of the actual city. So I've just gone for simple northern classic name of Durham United, boring. Yeah, it's boring, but they'll do the job. That that's let you down. I just what else is going to call them Durham Donkeys?
2: Uh, Dinamal Durham, Durham County.
1: Sounds a bit like Derby County.
2: Exactly. You want to piggyback off a more successful team?
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Zero points for that one. What would be the club colours?
1: So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of the already successful and established women's team that you've already referred to. And I'm going to go for a nice, solid blue strip. But if you look at Durham women's team, they also have a purple, almost like a big cat, like a tiger or a cheetah or something like that. They have a purple cat on the badge to complement the blue so I think just to give it a bit more flavor and a bit more fun to it it's going to be a blue solid blue with a nice purple mixture
2: that sounds like a um sounds like a strip that you would probably own
1: yeah I probably yeah I probably I've got a purple and blue one in there somewhere
2: all right so here's the big question uh can you please describe the home ground of i've already forgotten the name it was so boring
1: united
0: durham united i can i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need
2: it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most
0: beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: That's the sandwich. That is the sandwich. I must smelt that somehow. (laughs) Carry on. So being in one of the most beautiful and historic cities, it really does pain me to say this, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to, based on the model Macclesfield have have recently gone with, I think I'm going to have to have a 4G pitch.
2: I don't like it, but I understand it.
1: Yeah, but don't worry, because the rest of it's pretty cool. So where I'm actually plonking the ground is a place called Palace Green which is mm-hmm. it's a bit of grass right in the middle of the city. You
2: yeah. reckon you're going to get planning permission then?
1: Well, if I don't get planning permission I might just build on top of it <laughs> rather than dig it up.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's how planning permission works.
1: <laughs> Have they invented floating pictures yet? Because I think if I can get it floating above the heritage site it won't do any damage.
2: I'm looking at the pictures here. Um, you're dreaming.
1: <laughs> Why,
2: <laughs> frankly?
1: Why? <laughs> Tell me what you see. Is it a big rectangle of grass?
2: The more, the more things look. It's not. It's, it's not really even a rectangle. I'm not even sure you get a pitch in that. Certainly, yeah, you certainly, not, certainly not with stands.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? So right. I've, I've got my pitch, a 4G pitch, but then to make it look a bit more old school, I'm going to be building a classic stone, little stone wall, that's what I'm looking for, sure. sort of knee height stone wall around the edge, so it gets the classic look, but also it's a 4G pitch, so that's the start of it, that's your basis. And then I get what you're saying. Where the hell are you going to put the stands? First of all, behind what will be one of the goals, there's the castle. And the castle is on top of a big hill. The hill itself is just a grass hill. So I'm going to propose that we build in some wooden benches. So it's more like an amphitheater style.
2: Yeah, it might, it, might, it might sort of uh, continue the regal, traditional world heritage kind of look of the place.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking. I've got to get them on side. The mm-hmm. floating pitch may or may not have to happen, but if it does, that's definitely going to detract from the old style because it'll be floating, probably have a bit of LED lighting around it as well. But if it does stay on ground level, I think the heritage site is definitely still safe. And then... You see those houses? There's some houses along what would be the long side of the pitch. Yes. Now I'm going to buy those houses. Right. And a uh, m- m-
2: million pound a pop. Yeah, carry on.
1: I've got plans for the houses, so don't worry about the actual houses. But the roof of the houses, there's quite a lot of roofing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to build. Some temporary pop-up stands that pop up out of the roof.
2: For me, this entire proposition has descended into uh, fantasy and infeasibility.
1: No. <laughs> no. I've even I even typed in on my notes that these pop-up stands that are above the houses, probably built into the roofs, the roofs retract and then the stands pop up. And I decided I was going to call them, Pat and Panda, I was going to call them Daz Stands. But then when I typed in Daz Stands on Google Docs... Is
2: that already a thing?
1: space spacebar, it didn't come up with the little red line underneath. Oh. So I reckon that's a sign. Someone's already... Got
2: the name. So does stands or one word. Yeah, Google's got nothing.
1: That's what I mean. It's got nothing, but yet Google Docs doesn't correct it as a misspelt word. So maybe
2: they think it's so stupid that they've not even bothered to correct you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did have to check See, that spell check was on because then I was like, wait, hey, am I am I spelling other words wrong? But then I just typed. I feel it
2: like in. I I feel like I have to say this. Where will you be getting the 20 million pounds that is going to take you to buy all the housing around this World Heritage site?
1: Well, you got to remember though that we're going to be getting so much money coming in from all the games and the pitch hire and the Durham hmm. Council who are going to be massively up for yeah they, they, they'll,
2: they'll they'll be really into this yeah I can see
1: that <laughs> as you said yourself there's no sport so basically what we're saying is 20 million pounds we're giving you the ultimate redevelopment of the whole city and it's going to be this city centre amazing football pitch with nah. a heritage wooden stand at the back which backs onto the castle. Maybe we'll just start with that stand. Maybe we won't get the pop-up DAZ stands until we're established. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
2: You've clearly gone insane, so let's just carry on through these questions. Uh, Can you please describe your kits?
1: Yes, so as I already mentioned, it's going to be the the logo, the badge, sorry, is going to be purple and blue, or blue and purple. So as a result, I've decided to have a kit befitting that. So it's going to be You know how you can get things like the colours that blend from one into the other? Yeah. So it's going to start off, the top of the shirt is going to be purple and then fading from top of shirt to bottom of socks, it fades from purple to blue. So I think they're two nice colours that go together quite well. There's then going to be a white rim around the sleeve and then sort of like an Aztec pattern of white, on the rest of the sleeves. There it is. Now, you may be thinking, why is he going for an Aztec style pattern circling the arms of the kit? And the reason for that is because, well, in fact, no, I won't spoil it, because you're going to be asking me about food and drink in a bit, but it does tie back in.
2: Fine. Uh, What will be your main shirt sponsor for this Patently ludicrous endeavour.
1: I thought I'd go for a funnily named sponsor because obviously it's a good way of bringing people in. Everyone knows about Butthole Lane,
2: right.
1: the home of, is it Shepshed Dynamo or whatever they're called?
2: Um, <clears throat> I forget, you've been there though. Haven't they got a little man that will like take your picture by the side? And- yeah.
1: Yeah, and then... That's very, found, that's very cool. There's somewhere else in the same region, in the East Midlands, <laughs> which obviously has the Taco Bell End as one nah. of the stands, which is quite good.
2: Of course, they have the Bellend at Harangay Borough.
1: Bur- yeah, oh yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that, yeah, that wasn't even a sponsorship thing, they just went for that name. But I've decided to go for one that we recently saw, and in fact, you really enjoyed yourself which was the donut stand we saw at Stafford ah, Park yes. Project D which mm-hmm. is of course the Midlands based donut company it
2: works it works
1: yeah they sell an amazing product they're, they're based in the UK and we really sounds include a, it sounds a we bit saw. rude doesn't it Whey. yeah exactly so that's that's it Project D we're going to be sponsoring the shirt
2: fair enough moving on could you please describe your clubhouse and uh, just because of my own general curiosity where you will be fitting your clubhouse in this tiny (laughs) patch of land in the middle of a world heritage site
1: so you remember when I built the Daz stands on top of those glorious million pound houses Mm -hmm. well those million pound houses there's about four of them will basically be converted into my luxury clubhouse, which I imagine already is stunningly beautiful inside decor. And I'm just gonna make the most of that, I think. You know, tart them up a bit, stick a bar in there, get my food offering, which we'll come to in a minute, and just really go for the classic, this is an old heritage style building. What's um, clubhouse?
2: What uh, beers will you have on tap in the Durham clubhouse?
1: So I will have, and I'll. In fact, before I say that, let me just, just, just to put your mind at ease about the clubhouse thing. So I know mm. that you, you're feeling this is unrealistic. Why would there be a clubhouse in a listed <laughs> building? Yeah. But think, think about Cadbury Athletic. Yep. They've got one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen at a football ground, and it's basically just a tea hut. So don't rule it out. That's all I'm saying. Don't rule it out. But going back to the beer and the food offering, I'm going to be employing, unlike Baxter with his foolish Australian ale, I'm going to be going for Durham Brewery, and I'm going to be employing them To provide some absolutely vintage ales, and the main one that's going to be on on the bottle, uh, sorry, available in bottles is going to be the St Cuthbert IPA, which is six point five percent, and and that's quite strong to have at a football match, and people are going to get pretty drunk. But if you look at if you look at well, yeah, exactly. If you're watching this level of football, you kind of need that. But if you, if, you, um, if you ever look at the design of the St. Cuthbert IPA Durham Brewery bottle, it is purple with the white Aztec circular pattern, which is then what I'm going to be using on my home strip. Oh,
2: perfect. So a
1: bit of subliminal advertising <clears throat> there. People will be like, oh, that Aztec pattern on the shirt looks quite nice. Oh, actually, it's quite warm out here. I'm feeling a bit thirsty. Goes Hmm. into the clubhouse looking for a mere bottle of water and then sees the exact same thing he's just been looking at in the fridge. What? Finally, the
2: the Aztec stuff makes sense.
1: (laughs) After all this time of of, uh, white males getting it tattooed on their shoulders.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sells itself.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the, exactly the target audience. So I think in terms of beer and drink offering, that's got to be a winner. They do some really good draft ales on on keg as well. So that'd be fine. And then in terms of a couple of pop-up vans, and I'm literally talking transit vans because we used to get these at Flamborough. There used to be a transit van that used to come to Flamborough on a Saturday afternoon from Koopland's Bakery, which is a northeast and generally yorkshire based bakery and they do the best sausage rolls ever four for a pound four for 1 pound so he's going to be rocking up in his van we'll probably need several vans to be fair on a like a recurring system and that's going to be going on So there's going to be all these vans popping up with four for a pound sausage rolls. Because it's football ground, you'd probably be paying a bit more. It'd probably be two for a pound or four for two pounds, depending on which way we went. And then in the clubhouse, in one of our four areas, one of four of these listed beautiful houses, there's also going to be a Whitby fishery because Whitby's not too far away. And they're going to be serving up some proper fish and chips for anyone who wants a real meal.
2: Important question for me. Would there be a skittle alley in um, in the clubhouse?
1: I feel like there should be a more northern game there because I still maintain that this idea of skittles <laughs> is a southwest thing.
2: Okay, racist against people from the west country. Interesting. I'll uh, note that down in my score on my scorecard.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: So, I think we're honing in on the end here Mm -hmm. who will your ex-pro signing be please darren
1: now again as we know it is fantasy so i'm not going to dig in at baxter for picking carlos tevez who is a mid-30 year old argentinian guy Living his best life over in South America. Why the hell yeah, into Lizard? I, I
2: didn't get that far into the last podcast. Yeah, that that's that's madness. He's not gonna come to Lizard, is he?
1: No, exactly. So I've gone for a slightly more realistic sign-in. It's a 36-year-old striker, an Englishman, who could conceivably still play at that level on a part-time basis. Let's not forget. And he is a England legend. In fact, he is England's top ever goalscorer. He is Wayne Rooney.
2: I mean, did did you, did you proofread this at all, or did you just just like shit out your very very first thoughts and just come to this very serious com- competition? with a load of diarrhoea on a post-it note.
1: I'll have you know, Julio Arca, Premier mm-hmm. League legend, up until yeah. fairly recently, was playing for, was it North Shields or South Shields, or one of those Shieldsy teams?
2: Yes, but that, that that's players that just kind of like, keep stepping down, and keep stepping down. They never have like a two-year gap in their playing career, where they spend that time managing a b- a professional football league club. there is no way that Wayne Rooney is going to i mean I imagine he'll leave Derby county now. There's no way he's not going to go to another football league club to manage.
1: right well here he's, not my gonna,
2: he's, he's, he's not he's not going to like come to your baffling floating Durham club <laughs> is he, he like, is. even if he does, he's probably like really chubby and unwieldy now.
1: According to Google Maps, you can hire a room at Durham Castle in the East Wing. So I'm going to just give him that. He's going to have the East Wing to do what what he wants with. So he'll be there living in the castle, overlooking the ground, loving it. He's on the River Weir. Now, anyone who knows Wayne Rooney knows that he likes to, in his spare time, go on the canal routes and gets on his little boats and travels around the pubs was recently up in Shropshire doing that over, I think it was last summer. So I think the temptation and actually thinking about what you were saying earlier maybe I could tempt him if we did rename the club Durham County because he probably wouldn't realise that it was a different yeah,
2: club. Yeah, I think that's the only way you're getting him.
1: Alright, well we'd negotiate that. Maybe Durham County So You just, you
2: just kind of have to like hoodwink him.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll be like Oh, here's the thing, Wayne, right? Someone has actually bought Darby County. They've, they've actually bought him. The transfer's gone through. The yeah, only thing sign, is,
2: sign this napkin, Wayne.
1: The only thing is, they've relocated to Durham, weirdly. And I know that Darby already has a well-established team, ground and fan base. But the only way that we could get this transfer across of Darby County is to change them to Durham County move to Durham, build a brand new ground, which you'll love, by the way, because it's right next to your digs in the castle. Mm -hmm. And there's a river, there's loads of ale, and don't worry about the fact that we're dropping from the championship. And he'll be like, what do you mean dropping from the championship? Where are we dropping to? Well, don't worry about that. We're dropping a couple of levels. (laughs)
2: You wouldn't even know if I told you.
1: You (laughs) You would not even know. But put it this way, we want you to come out of retirement And play for us as well you can even be the player manager so you can carry on Mm -hmm. your little manager thing as well
2: so apart from uh you know the the decimation of a world heritage site uh some kind of bizarre floating stand raising at least 20 million pounds to buy all the housing and um Bamboozling Wayne Rooney into playing for your team. Yeah, it sounds pretty good.
1: There you go.
2: I mean, uh, you started think... out you st- I think you started out strong, like Durham is clearly a place uh, you know, crying out for a football team, but maybe there's a reason why Durham City don't play within the city and aren't very good.
1: Yeah, I think they just haven't had the resources. The... I don't
2: I don't <laughs> think that you're the logistical mastermind to bring uh, successful football to Durham. I could be wrong.
0: Oh,
1: do you know what? Durham Dominoes. That's the name.
2: Thanks for joining us this week, guys. I don't want to talk to him anymore.
1: Could you at least muster up the energy to fire us home with a joke?
2: Durham dipshits.
1: The nickname of the club, because they're on the river weir, is gonna be the weir men.
2: The weird men.
1: No, Weir men.
2: I say, I say, I say, does.
1: What do you say, Tom?
2: What did the evil chicken lay? I'm gonna Deviled eggs.
1: <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do>. <laughs>
0: Gamla, du fräjar, du fiel nord, du tystar, du gläder rika skörna. Jag hälsar dig vanaste land upp på jord. Din själv, din himmel, dina ägder gröna. Du på minnen, från från stora dörr. Du ärrat ditt namn, flög över jorden. Jag vet att du är, och du blir vad du var. Jag vill leva, jag vill dö, i Sverige.